the rookie in new business research. Tony Minor. Oh, I had to, I had to park in an unauthorized spot downstairs. I know, that's a security violation. Oh, great. It's my first day. They're not, well, they're not going to tell me or anything, are they? Not if you're lucky. Hey, Cammy. You better not be calling to cancel. No, no, I'm leaving. I'm walking out the door, I swear. Can't wait. Bye. Mr. Littlehill wants your opinion on these deal proposals in Oklahoma. Great. Tell him uh, I'll be on it first thing in the morning. He wants it right now. Like, immediately. Oh, I, I got a date. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit. I got your message about the explosion. I didn't leave any message. Cash, Cash is flipping out. Cash killed Little Hill, okay? It's been after me all night. The computer killed him? That's right. It's going nuts. Everything is going nuts. I almost got chewed up in the air conditioning. And the air conditioning's trying to kill you. That's right. The security of the Intercorp Tower will be maintained by any means necessary. No further violations will be tolerated. What is Paul Reiser mad about? Not you. It's the evil security system he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with in the 1992 made-for-TV movie, The Tower. It's like Die Hard, but no epic Christmas party, no German terrorist, and no Bruce Willis. But even though our protagonist does lose his shoes, he finds some. Oh, the practicality of Paul. And now, our hosts, Vince Scalia, Jeff Walensky, and Roberta Pennington, try to tear down what Hollywood has built up. It's Starkitects. of chocolate chip in it your standard chocolate chip your white chocolate chip and peanut butter chocolate chip you know white chocolate really isn't chocolate at all really yeah tell me tell, tell me more that's all i know oh. it's just a fact i learned that when i went on a harry and david tour i also heard that oprah <laughs> orders <laughs> are they still around i think so i also heard oprah orders their White chocolate covered pretzels often. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm hmm. Do you think Jeff's so going she, to the bathroom? She buys their stale ass shit too. I I, 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 I figure know. if I was Oprah, mm -hmm. I'd be like, what's his name? Hey, chef. Hey, that guy, chef. Make, <laughs> make me some. That guy, chef. Make me some chocolate-covered Who's your pretzels. favorite chef? My favorite chef? Mm -hmm. I don't have a favorite chef. 
Do you realize how little money I make? I don't have I don't have the means to have a favorite no, like, chef. Do you follow a chef like like like, like on Instagram or like they're on TV and you want to watch it? You know, I used to love this show. Um, I think his name was David Rocco, and it was all filmed in Italy. And he filmed it with his wife. Mm. My my hunch is that they had they were the production company together. David Rocco. David Rocco. Um, Rocco rules. He just left again. And I think they split up. And so, like, there's, like, those, no one's giving permission for that stuff to be on TV anymore because it, it is, like, 1984 level expunged from the record. Like, you nice. can't find it on the internet or, like, you you know, usually you can see a show on YouTube or something that, right. like, that no one else feels like sh- just show. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Just put, let. That's a good segue, Vince. Yes, because this crappy-ass movie that we watched was only available on a YouTube. Right. Well, I think so, that's because... Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I thought it would be good pod. Great. As you, like, ran upstairs to tell your wife to be quiet. Just and shut then, up. You know... Hey! Oh! Shoot it! Sometimes she just <laughs> won't listen. <laughs> shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> so, this, so, anyway, yes. we watched a movie, guys, and it was on YouTube. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves yet again. I'm Roberta Pennington. I'm a commercial interior designer. I'm stationed out of Portland, Oregon. I've been doing it for 18 years. Holy schmozzles. And to my left. Um, I'm Vince Galea. I have been working as an interior designer for 15 years. Yeah. Treated as a drafter for yeah. 15 years. <laughs> years. Get back to work drafter. And in October, you'll be. Um, I'm going to um, become a specifier, a spec, spec writer a, a for an, a specifist yes. of a specifist. So for the rest of I'm changing positions. I'm going from <laughs> from missionary war, to right. Doggy. I'm going from downward dog <laughs> to into, pose of the child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it's all going to how yeah. Hey. It's, it's very interesting. I'm sure but, it won't work out, but this is really going to be a great nothing, change for you. Jeff, yeah. nothing works out yeah. for me. Yeah. It's, oh. it's going to be, but it'll be fine in the end. It'll be fine. No, tell us a little. Well, not, and then, of course, there's Jeff. Hi. Hi. Jeff Wolinski. Hi. Musician, filmmaker, nine to fiver. Yeah. You got your job. You got a job. <laughs> Boom. You Done. can't keep Jeff Wolinski you down. Can't. You can't. I'm just too good. You can't keep him down. Too good. He's. So. <laughs> so that's amazing. So in in the short down. span of <laughs> the short span of the four episodes that we've done that have yet to be re- released. Yes. Yes. Jeff has been laid off and gotten a new job. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just so by the bounce. time so by the time you're hearing this, maybe Jeff will be fired again in, Janu- in January it. or February. Oh, God. Let's do maybe it. Maybe I'll be fired. <laughs> Fire. But Vincent, yes, tell us about specification writing because we have never covered that on the show. Yeah, I know because um, it really they, that is a that is a job they will never make a movie. No, about. they will not talk about it. Is <laughs> I can't wait till we come out with like the movie called The Specifier. The Specifier. It's gonna be wait, star, with starring Ben Affleck. Oh, I was I was thinking <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. You mean uh, Ben Affleck? It's in the spec. <laughs> 
Well, you don't know how to read a blueprint. Ayo, it's part don't of you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> it's, it's in section one. <laughs> read the table of contents. Ayo, division. Here's your TOC. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I worked with those guys. I know the lingo. <laughs> Specification writing, for those of you not in the know, um, oftentimes, especially for the larger projects, we'll have something called a spec book, and it's based off of something called the CSI, which is called, which stands for, the, Vincent? Go ahead. I want to... <laughs> Commercial Specifiers Institute? That sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> I just know that there's, um, there's 26 divisions, is that right? Oh, no. no. there's 50 divisions. Holy scamozles. Yes. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so, some okay. of them are in reserve for future. Ah, so within these divisions, then, they go um, into, into uh, I don't want to say means and methods, but it, it mostly is, a, it's prescriptive. So it's telling um, an installer, telling a contractor, this is the product that's been specified. This is how we are dictating it be installed. If you don't do that, it's your fault, and we will not be held accountable. Does that sound right? That sounds pretty close. I think usually what they try to do is be as specific as possible yeah. about what what they want without actually saying the exact thing that they want. So if you come up with a substitution that meets all the requirements, which is, you know... Who knows? Yeah. They that but what what you're what you're basically saying is we want um something to perform to this level. Um and what we would like is this one because we wrote the spec to meet all of their specifications or our, what that perform to what we want. Um Yes, it's boring. <laughs> oh my god. It basically if you were gonna be a specifier, it's it's good job security. It's well it's, because there's very far and few between be, them. Because like, no one makes a movie about specifying. No, well, because right. the, the job itself, yeah, it is pretty tedious because you are taking it down to the nats ass to make sure that we, the architect or designer of record, can't be held liable for when a contractor fucks up. Mm -hmm. um, the one that I end up using the most is the O nine O six O two, and it's yeah, uh, I remember. Oh, the O nine O six O two. So that's the finishes. Yes. <laughs> and that's the one where I get all the calls, usually from this nice man named Rick, who will say, like, well, what kind of toe kick is it? Is it flat? Is it coved? Is it... Toe, toe kick? Toe kick. Is that... Can you seppy that toe? Oh, mm. huh? Anyway, specifications. Daddy. So that's <laughs> where so Vince is... Oh, Instead, you, know. you won't be getting calls from Rick anymore. You're going to be getting calls from... Daddy. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Your 060902 needs to be separated. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> you both so bad. And specifically, Vince, I hate you because we watched a movie called The Tower. I'm. I, I know. Okay, I know about movies. Where did this come from? I'm Vince. thoroughly confused about I think the how? tower with 
Paul Reiser. I okay. How? 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 So first of all, I think it was a made-for-TV movie. Yes. Okay, so or it was. It may not have been made for TV, but it was definitely. It's the, that's a, the, the very the very very first things that I noted in this movie is this looks like an Outer Limits episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's straight like the nineties. Yes. Outer Limits. It was. Yes. It was all. It was all mats and shitty effects. And and, and they reused the same set and over and over. They they were in that elevator for a solid 35 minutes. I mean, they were just talking and singing. S- stuck. This, they were stuck in an elevator. It was like 30 dinner to, at Andre. <laughs> 35 <laughs> minutes of screen time. It's a it's a I I tell I, you, I saw 120 and I was like, "Oh god, please don't let this be 2 hours long." Oh yeah, and, no, no. I am checking the timer, checking know, the timer. But this is the, the Tower with Paul Reiser, 1993. It's a made-for-TV movie. The only way you can watch it is on YouTube. But it, but is it a made-for-TV movie? So it looks like an Outer Limits episode, which I thought it was. So I'm like, this was this made-for-TV? Exactly what you're saying. If But he, he drops the F-bomb, yeah. and then shit is thrown out. Yeah. And, and there's so, blood. And there's blood. So where, where does this movie lie? Like... This wasn't on TV. I really don't And know. my other question is, yes, it's a low budget. Let's say it's a couple million dollar production or whatever. But like, who goes, I got this futuristic building movie <laughs> and we're going to put Paul Reiser. Wow. That's what I want to know. They're so the, bizarre. The pitch. I want to know the pitch to this. It's well, like, he's a young actor. Oh, it's baby. He's baby. Dead. Okay. I got two words for you. <laughs> Paul Reiser. <laughs> Paul Reiser. Now he was, was in My Two Dads. And he's just coming out. He's an up and comer. He's in a in a show called Mad About You with that. Did sexy, that start? When did that Helena. start? It started September ninety two. This movie came out in August of ninety three. So this Which movie was shot before, way before Mad yeah, About You. But so this he set got on a shelf. So basically, he was like, "Man, I'm kicking it. I got a movie, and I'm gonna have a sitcom." And then it's like, it's like he'll say, "Man, it's a good thing because I just spent all that my two dads money, and I, oh, fuck. daddy that, needs a new Corvette." This like I gotta beat Greg Evigan. He was the other dad, and I gotta keep. Going. I mean, Greg Evigan, Tech Wars guys. Greg no? Evigan, Leviathan, <laughs> uh, not Leviathan. Uh, yeah, Leviathan. No, he was in one of those, uh, the, those underseen, underwater, underwater uh, monster movies. He was the hot uh, one. Deep, deep Star Six or something. Deep Six Star <laughs> or something like that. Um, deep Six Star. So it was. It was one of those. I remember that. It was. It the was deep, against Leviathan. The deep with Paul Weller. Oh, um, oh not Paul I Weller. Uh, Peter Weller. Sorry. Keep Paul Weller's from the jam. Um, yes, this movie is terrible. Is thoroughly like it confused me. I hate this movie. It. Uh, I was enjoying it, this movie because it was so shitty. I mean, you're just like, oh, that's just a big fucking mat. I mean, they just they oh, just I like did. they were just like oh, it's it low was budget. Like a, for, it's low it was budget like a for sure. Show. I gotta I mean, tell you, Vince, I was so angry. I didn't even do. Alive or Dead. That's how fucking mad I was. I was like, I can't even think about this movie right now. My brain hurts. It hurts. So it opens up with Paul Reiser wearing a wife beater in a music video. So Jeff, it's shot... you can relate to this. I can relate to this. I, that's, like, this is what I did for the past month. So, so, so that um, I, I, so sat that, by, I sat by a keyboard sweating that, that, and going that, do, do, like Casio tone keyboard like, was like porn track that he was playing. I was, was Harold Faltmeyering it. I was just like Axel F. And but but he, it's Paul Reiser with his wig and his and his wife beater eating cold pizza out of the refrigerator. Yeah, and and he does like the. the 
the total throwaway line as he's getting ready for this first day on the job. This all takes place in one day, this movie. Yes. Um, as he leaves, because it shows that Paul uh, Reiser is such a, like a, uh, I don't know. He, he doesn't work. He's like an out of work musician. He's kind of like a slob, so to speak. Well, well did you home, read his dossier his, his well, he, during the opening credits? No, I, no he no, used I, to work for Apple Computer. Oh, did he? And, yeah, yeah, like at the very beginning, they did a whole dossier of who he is. Okay, I saw, oh. I saw, I saw uh, yeah, a no, ticker go by. Yeah. But Would, I, uh, wouldn't it be great? So, out of work musician, <laughs> it, it like the only suit he had was like a zoot suit. You know, green. like Pepe and the Bottle Blondes right. kind of zoot suit, and he shows up to work, and that's like, hey, it's the only suit I got. You know, it's like, is, no, is it bad? Me thinks no. In you know, after life. <laughs> You'll be headed for a serious strife. Um, but so he, as he's leaving, he he does this. He opens up the, the fridge and it look, looks like a crack fridge. And he, he opens up and all there is a cold pizza. He's like, breakfast of champions. Now, I don't Boo. buy Paul Reiser in this role or that him delivering that line. It's Paul Reiser. <laughs> Tell me why he is. He he has like he do. has been a wannabe <laughs> successful Jerry Seinfeld his entire life. It's like Jerry Seinfeld going, a- "Huh, Breakfast of Champions," and that would have been more funny. Yeah, it would have been better. What's the deal with the pizza in the fridge? And what is a champion? <laughs> What's the deal with Cass? It, it, it's trying it, to kill me. Is it Cass or Cash? Cass. Now, okay, I didn't know if it was like Tango and C-A-S. Because it stands for... Oh, Something Automated System. Cybernetic Access System. I thought Cy- oh, you were, okay, you got that. Cybernetic Access System. Maybe Automated and, and Cass... Girl, it's Access. Yeah, but it's telling, you can re-watch that it's piece telling people all the scores of the or the football oh, game. Fuck. So in 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 this Cass Computer. is the is the brain of this building for the company called Intercourse. Yes. No. Inter, oh, Intercorp. 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 And we go into the Intercorp Tower. The Intercorp Tower, which yes. Which is the tower of the tower. And, okay, very relevant to today. <laughs> that building is like the worst user experience ever. Oh. I mean, like, so user experience, good user experience would be something that you know where to go without having to read a sign. You just kind of naturally have a feel. That's something that a designer, a good designer will do so that you know, like, where the bathrooms are without having to ask a intuitive fuck, fuckhead security guard who was like, I don't know, man. The computer doesn't tell me. I don't, right. you know. It's it intuitive. Does, it's, intu- it's an intuitive yeah. design. This building is not that. It is like a fucking maximum security prison <laughs> yeah it looks like a security prison from the like a it future like does. prison it or whatever like brave new world or something so is that brutalism the style i thought brutalism was the eastern the con- european the concrete you know like the little tiny sort of like that building i was working on on friday that put me in such a bad mood <laughs> we're not going to talk about friday where the, where you don't where there's no trim on the outside it's just um well that's pretty sexy yeah no trim um <laughs> <laughs> where it's all, all you see is like the con- the concrete and it's not it's not dressed up with anything so you don't need them dressed um <laughs> so it's his first day and this movie did you find it it moved very like fast like they didn't it's like the story just like jumped like you're you already knew what was going to happen it was really weird it was so he like he goes to work 
<laughs> and he tries to check in for his first day. He can't he can't get into the parking garage and he gets a security violation for parking in the wrong spot. And he continues to get these security violations, right. which are like demerits right. yes. on his job immediately. And Paul Reiser tries to do his, his you know, the little shtick. You yeah. know, mean his... when he was fingering the elevator with his security guard? Yeah, he was like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Hey, you, you like that? that? <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Good. 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 good for you. He was like putting the card in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Just a little, just a little, in and out. Look, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what? but what, is that wrong? Is that wrong? But they were like, <laughs> but they were like jamming so music over the scene. Gross. And I was just like, what is... And then, then you realize, oh, you know what the music is? It's goddamn CCR, yeah. and they're playing "Bad Moon Rising." Yeah, so so Why through the whole. Why is that the song that goes through this whole? It's a well... thread. <laughs> so yeah, so there's this like, ding 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 ding. Like you hear like this like Eleva- uh, it's elevator elevator music, music throughout yes. the whole movie because right. it, and you're sitting there going, what is this song? I've heard this song before, and it is. Bad Moon Rising. And I'll tell you why they got how they got this thing. Because they didn't probably have to pay a dime for this song. Because John Fogarty hasn't made any money off of any of CCR's music. Because he was one of the there was one of those bands that signed those contracts where I thought there was a big court case. He was in he had like a he, big long court case. He had a big long court case about um Old Man Down the Road. Remember that, that song? song? Old Man Down the Road. Best he video. got he got sued by the people who owned his song, uh, Running Through the Jungle, Aye. he got sued for supposedly copying his own song. And he got on the stand at, with a guitar and Aww. played, he had to play the riffs to his own music to prove that, no, it's not the same melody line. This is it. These are the notes. It's different. The guy got sued for his own music. It's like really Aww. sad. But... You're like, CCR, man, they, they sold their song to this shitty movie? It's like, well, they don't own their music. They don't uh, make any mu- They don't make any money off of the selling of their songs. Happy Birthday has tighter copyright. Yes. Yeah, like they, they signed the worst contract in the world. And they had like four number one albums in 1969 alone. Ugh. It was like crazy. Long story short, short Bad Moon, Moon Rising, Rising is a horrible elevator song. Yeah. So yes. Cass, though, is like the Alexa of today. Right, and we find out there's some foreshadowing that Cass is really badass. She's she is not going to take any any stray. That's she, right. she's, she's not a loose threads kind of. Access she won't system. even stand a pigeon. A pigeon. On the, ele- the pigeon the, on the ventilator. So there's a pigeon that lands on a mechanical shaft and detects it and says that the oh what was it something needs to be deleted intruder intruder delete deleted. So she like ramps up the fan, sucks the pigeon down, and there's a puff of feathers. All you see is oh. the puff of feathers. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get on one more soapbox. Well, you know, it's, more, it's funny that you mentioned soapbox because that's what Paul Reiser has to stand yeah. on during half of this movie because it's Paul Reiser. Maybe he should have had some Elton John shoes instead. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, this is all I got. These are my stage shoes. You know, you understand? I'm out of work. I don't know. I don't know. Like this. Like this. Like this. Like New York Jewish guy is like this action star in this movie. He's like, it's the building. I gotta kill the building. We're gonna go down. Yeah, what's going on? How about you get yourself a fucking chair? He says like, he tries to like be funny. He's like, a, I'm gonna go down and take apart the computer, and two, I'm gonna go get some Chinese food. It was, it was, it was, it was like watching, like, mad about you horror movie. 
It's I'll, like Haunted Treehouse mad about no, you. I'll tell you exactly what this movie is. Horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Shitty. But this movie the worst. is Paul Reiser meets Hal from 2001 yes. in Die Hard. Yes. This movie had so <laughs> many Die Hard references. It's unbelievable. Oh, the, the building. The boss, Mr. Mr. Little Hill, who's like all uh, like. Uh, you mean you mean Kirstie Alley's boyfriend from Cheers? Robin. Robin Chambers or something? Robin something, I can't remember. Yeah. But yes, Robin. Exactly. Dead. So but the guy so has hot. got some like generic Japanese Asian yeah. kind of I'm thing. a Japanese businessman. Yeah, but I'm just like James Spader like in that horrible movie. Super white. Oh totally. <laughs> I totally. They, I know as soon as they opened up the door and then you heard the music and I was like <gasps> Japanese. Yep. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so finally my favorite. It's running trope. through all of it. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, this has to be from like the late eight, like 89 or something like that where it was shot because it sat on a shelf. This movie had to yeah. sat on a shelf because it has like all these 80s films as it has like, I'm, you know, oh, the sound, Japanese I mean, culture. The, the I'm a Japanese like businessman. The, 80s, like the, the periwinkle, the, the ficus tree and the like the brewer chair in the background. Ugh. So back to me. Your soapbox. <laughs> back to me. And your soapbox. I've been working in buildings for your Paul Reiser box. Twenty plus years. I have never ever seen that big ass fan in a ventilation system. Yeah, just you know, a, I have. Just a, I have. You know where? A ten foot. Die hard. <laughs> right. There is a whole scene where Paul Reiser's using a pipe to stop a fan so he can get through it. Bruce Willis uses a goddamn machine gun right. to get through his. There are so many. Listen, an I cracked the code on this movie. An eight foot <laughs> diameter spinning fan that someone's got to crawl through Never or jump through. It. or no. It's like Charlie Never. and the Chocolate Factory. Same goddamn thing. It's like it's the same yeah. fan. It yep. just shows. It's like, okay, we got a thing here. Let's just get that big fan and we'll just like show a scene where it's going whoosh, whoosh. Whoosh, oh, whoosh, I do whoosh. have. One oh, we got to get you. to the the LRB on the other side. Um, so we got to jump through this fan to. I have one word for you: shoes. Shoes. Die hard. <laughs> John McClane had no shoes, and Paul Reiser is playing John McClaneowitz in this movie, <laughs> looking for shoes. Guys, there is no secret here. This unknown filmmaker watched Die Hard and went and wrote a movie because in the the beginning you mean of Richard Die Hard, Clutter? yes, Richard Clutter, you know, <laughs> no, uh, so Richard, so Paul Reiser shows up to this building and he has to sign in on the computer. John McClane goes into the building and he has to sign in looking for Holly Gennaro, which he thinks it's Holly McClane. Holly Gennaro. So he goes, Gennaro. Hey, and, and he he finds, like, so he finds her. The security guard goes, yeah, it's, you know, it'll help you find your zipper if you have to take a leak too. That's exactly what this thing is. It's just like, oh, uh, the security guard in this, who's in Jason Go to, Goes to Hell, he... Um, Richard Grant, a.k.a. Wilson. Yes. I like that guy. Mr. Wilson. I like that guy. But he um, but he says the same thing. Like, you know, this this computer runs everything and you have to go by the way. He's checking into the building just like John McClane checked in. The security guards up in front giving him the same spiel there. As we continue to talk, I will continue to show you parallels <laughs> to this movie. I thought it was closer to what was that shitty movie that Wesley Snipes and um, Passenger Fifty Seven? No, the always one with, been on black. I've heard that. Blade. That, 
No, it was way that it was with Sean Connery, Sean Blade Connery two. and Wesley Snipes. Blade two. It was all like it, it was Oh, a Rising Sun. Yeah, because that's Rising what, Sun. that's what this definitely had a, a taste of. Like a, I can say that. like I'm... a shitty, shitty after school special version of Rising Sun. <laughs> so it's Paul it's it's John McClanowitz's first day in uh uh intercourse and he not in a zoot suit. Not in a zoot suit and he, so he's like was given a job. He was given this job from a friend that works at this company. Correct. And she looks like Glenn Headley. She does. She looks like Glenn Headley. I've never seen her before, but, but her. and they're both probably dead like Glenn Headley. But um Aww. um he he gets this job and he's put in some business development role. And right. which it's like so fast tracked. He's in this business development role. He's a keyboardist slash ex computer programmer, and on his first day, they give him a bunch like the uh, uh, Robin. Robin. Let's call him Robin, the boss. Mister Mister Little Hill. Mister Little Hill gives him a report of like, find me all the best projects in Southeast or Oklahoma or I know, something. Like for seven o'clock at night, he's yeah. looking at that guy's dick. He is. He is. But. <laughs> But Paul Reiser, literally, literally but, looking at his dick. But Paul Reiser has a like a hot date lined up, right? And he, but he's talking to his possible date like via like almost FaceTime, almost not like it's through the computer. Oh, I thought it was like a, just a computer speaker phone, computer speaker phone yeah. or something. But it's all just like this. It is like how. Is the computer now? was amazing. Like the monitor, amazingly bad. The monitor was yeah. big and they had no small budget. simultaneous. Like I, I wasn't. Oh, sure, I remember. Like, yeah, just the how big it was, but at the same time, the screen was so tiny. Yeah, but you know those computers were funny because when you throw them on the floor, they burst into flames. They're like full of like gasoline. <laughs> they, there's that they, one. They, they, he's they, like, they, I'm going to take care they, of this, they, and he throws it on the floor, and the thing's just like. That's at the end. We're not even there yet. I want to be. <laughs> so he, um, and meanwhile, so the right away, it, it seems like Alexa or Cass, Cass is like already mm. buggy. Like watching. Yeah, watching everybody and always wanting to kill people. So I believe Cass first takes out the security guard. Well, let's, or, let's or dial we, it back, okay. Jeff. Let's look at all of the strikes against Paul Reiser and Please. what brought to this moment. Please. Now, Cass is a series of zeros and ones. We can't think of Cass as something sentient. One, zero, she can zero, only be one, zero, as one, good zero, as zero. the program that she has been set forth to do. And she has been told, because she is an access system, to delete threats to mm-hmm. the building, a.k.a. the pigeon, a.k.a. Paul Reiser. So do you think Cass started out as like a chess program maybe and then gradually started acquiring and building on other programs? A la... Tron. A la... Tron. Oh, I was thinking of um, the Matthew Broderick movie. War Project Games. X. No, War, uh, no War, Games. War Games is where he... Helen Hunt. <gasps> Helen Hunt. All... Have you seen her he, recently? That's where he hacks into uh, the NORAD computer. Not. To... Oh, sorry. It's I was a little. It's a, a little. It's a little different. Well, unlike Electric Dreams, NORAD. this cast is not sentient. So that's why she continues to hold the company line. Mm-hmm. And so when Paul yeah. continues to have strikes against him, she's like. Fuck this shit. He's at like level five. And I agree. I think she was absolutely right to go after him. He Well, I think it needs to be Cast anti Semitic? I think 
It needs to be said. Motherfucker on his first date Paul opens Ry- up the computer. Yeah, Paul Reiser's kind of a cocksucker. He I mean, is. Well, no, he, he's, a, he's a total prick. He doesn't follow any of the rules or anything like that. And he's and, like, meh, no bigs. But, like, he is pretty much, like, That's the bug up her ass in this. Yeah. Like, he's the bug in the system. Yeah. Like, that really just. And he deserved everything that was happening to him. Because he sh- he was told there are rules. Here are the things. This is a very sensitive access system. You need to be careful with it. And he's picking his teeth with his access card. It just he just doesn't fit the bill of a guy who's very loosey goosey and goes against the grain. Like Paul Reiser doesn't. He's the guy in Aliens that you hate. Right. He is the prick. You know, yes. there's only one like movie that I can even think. Like Paul Reiser in movies. You they can't be used in the same sentence. Like he's not. Wasn't he in Diner? He was in Diner. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, Diner, and Aliens. After that, he did Odd Jobs. Ever see that movie? Where he's a mo- he's a moving company. No, that's better than this. <laughs> but it's not that great. But but, uh, but other than that, it's just like he. I don't know. He shouldn't be in the movies. Uh, this would have been better terrible. with Peter Scolari for sure. Absolutely. I wouldn't watch Peter Scolari in that. With those big red framed glasses. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> the, those 80s, those 80s, yep. 80s glasses. That seems like, okay, now that guy's a computer programmer. He's right. like on a flat spot. You, you can take the musician. He looks like a keyboard player. You could take the musician. He does. Part, with, a, with, with a good that, own glass. That keyboard part of the movie glasses is, is irrelevant. It means Truth. nothing. It, Huey Lewis. Ray, Raymond Zarek, the guy from The Cars. Uh, the guy from Huey Lewis. The guy from Huey Lewis. No, the no. From Huey no the, Lewis. he was the drummer. Oh, Bill yeah, Gibson's right. drummer. Um, okay, so now we. Oh, oh, sorry. I unpause you, Jeff. So then yeah. we, we are. He's working He's working late his very first day yep. because he got the folder from, from Robin. Robin Littlefield. And they, the nice man downstairs, Wilson, puts the building in night mode. And so here's something that I at least could could relate to what's happening today in technology and there's something called the iot or the internet of things where the idea is the internet of things the internet of things that sounds like something trump has made up because he says the word things all the time (laughs) no no, this is legit and it's been around for a couple years now the internet of things is how we can make everything connected so how our phones connect to um a profile a user profile Mm -hmm. um we walk into a building and it's a smart building. So as soon as they sense that there's a human being, the thermostat kicks up. Okay. The yeah. lights turn on through occupancy sensors. Um, now we're putting well, in well, occupancy the- sensors onto desks so that um, HR and, and people who are studying offices can know when you're actually at your desk, if you're actually using it to go up and down. Right. Um, it's for smart conferencing. So they'll have sensors in there as well. So we you have a problem where people will schedule a meeting and then they don't show up. And then you have this conference room that's showing up as scheduled, so people who could legitimately use it can't. Right. But this helps with like the phenomena known as ghosting. So then, it, as soon as they see it's unoccupied for 15 minutes, the conference room goes green, and that's part of the Internet of Things. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So it's like the Internet of Things. Sure. The the building goes in the night mode. There's only one, one guy. Back. Yeah. So this building is huge. 68 floors at least. Huge. And you're right. One person is left in this building <laughs> Wilson and he and it's the fly in the ointment well, John McClane no but here's the thing Paul Reiser is the only person in this 68 floor building still there so Wilson I mean Wilson works like a 20 hour shift from right. what I can tell he never goes home he was oh, covering but he, he mentioned it he was covering yeah. no. and <laughs> Robin Little 
hill. Little hill field. So. Doesn't go home at all. Does he live in that suite? <laughs> and because yes, yes. So I mean, yes. like seven forty-five at night, right? Yes. It's yeah. like Elon Musk Paul, is there. Paul Reiser <laughs> is like getting shit from his potential date for like standing her up, right. and he goes upstairs, and this guy is basically standing in his office naked yeah. and like start the sauna for me. Well, because he went up the stairs and he was like, oh, yeah. It was just really weird because Robin Littlefield was like, he showed up on the floor that, uh-huh. that uh, Paul Reiser was stuck on. And he's just like, I never take the elevator. I just use the stairs. And he just, he's like a robot, like going up the stairs. It and Paul Reiser's like, he, he's like, it was almost kind of rapey. It like, was very like a weird and data. uncomfortable. Yeah. It was a rapey kind of, like little. little I mean, little, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like he, he, like the, that Robin guy was just like literally standing there with rapey. his D hanging out. Yeah. He was rapey. And he goes, start the sauna for me. Now, if that was me. I'm going to feel a little uncomfortable. It's, uh, I'm not trying to star in a movie here. Right. Oh, wait, I am. Yeah, right. But Paul Reiser's like, oh, okay, I'll hang out like you are. And, uh, so then, uh, anything for you, Mr. Weinstein? Uh, anything, anything. <laughs> Just give me that part, please. Um, so, uh, Robin Littlefield goes into the sauna. He goes, by the time I'm out of the sauna, I want an answer on this pro- bullshit project that he assigned him to. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. I'll go back downstairs to my office to figure out the answer to your question while Robin goes into the sauna. That's when – so is the, at that point, is Robin carrying Paul Reiser's no, card? He, Paul Reiser used his card to start the sauna. Got so it. then the – Cass. Cass. Thinks that – Mama Cass. Mama th- Cass – Throws her ham sandwich at Robin in the sauna, First. and the sauna starts like the heat starts jacking up. Yeah, and then explodes. Expl- jacking up and explodes. Yes. So, so yeah. So, so the so the sauna. Yes. The sauna explodes. Can saunas explode? No. No. It was no. In, it's insanity. <laughs> so. He, he comes, just gets kind of dehydrated and things kick off like a, I think you just get cooked. It's just sort of like, like being in a rice cooker, but you know. It seems you're like just... it would have a maximum temp and then like a, a breaker would hit. Absolutely. It's it's nonsense. No, but I think Cass over overrode the breaker because it, she oh, also Cass. she also overrode the sprinkler system. <laughs> Somehow sucked all the oxygen off of one floor. <laughs> Called up and then put the, away the window washing game. I felt like I felt like <laughs> Richard Kel- Keller, Kelter, whatever his name is. Like he was like with his son one day, and he's like, oh, I just can't figure out a way to end this movie. He's like, What if, Dad? What if? And then all the oxygen sucked out, and, and then- Paul Reiser had to bowl his way, <laughs> use a bowling ball and bowl on the floor. Then, no, his kid, bowl. his kid, all his kids said to him, "It's like, Dad." Have you seen Die Hard? <laughs> we'll then... break the window and swing outside the building like John McClane did. <laughs> what I don't understand. It's exactly what happens. What I don't understand is there's like a, a scene where I don't know where that fucking ball, bowling ball came from. But it, it was but, a mention in some other scene. She was out bowling with her friend. Oh, and, and her friend, I want to give props to Annabelle Gerwich, uh, dinner in a movie on TBS. Oh, I totally watched that too. Boom. I so love Annabelle love Gerwich. Her. So great. somehow this bowling ball shows up and instead of like throwing it overhand at the window, 
Paul Reiser like backs up regulation length and bowls at the window three times. Well, I want to tell you three times, fool, until (laughs) until the fucking glass breaks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say Paul Reiser, not the most athletic person. (laughs) I mean, it just didn't. He okay. So that's that's like towards the end. So he so. Uh, meanwhile, I'm surprised the bowling ball so didn't meanwhile, explode. I was, so meanwhile, at, Cass, at that point, Vince, I was cursing you and future generations of your family. So, so, so Cass, I'm losing my mind on this movie. So Cass, I can't bl- believe it. It blows up Robin Littlefield in a sauna. Right. But just before that, the security guard gets smushed by the by the elevator doors. Right. Dead. And at this point, we cut to. The friend who gave Paul Reiser the job, mm-hmm. who kind of likes Paul Reiser, but not really sure, or whatever. She's hanging out with Annabelle Gerwich bowling. Right. I thought they were dating. I thought so, too. That would have been <laughs> so much more yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the the story gets got a twist there, but it didn't. They kissed. They did kiss a little bit. And girlfriends don't kiss I like thought, that. I thought they I were going to kiss. Friends. I thought they were really going to kiss on the mouth. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Vince is like cold shower. Um so so anyways, so at that bowling thing, she goes, "You know what? Uh what was the reason she's like I'm going to I'm going to go back and she thinks that he's still there working or she knows she that call, he's still working." Gave him a call. Gave him a call. Yeah. So she goes, "I'm going to go back there." Uh as she goes back, Paul Reiser finally figures out how to get out of the building. And as he gets out of the building and, he, and his clothes are all torn and tattered and he's by the fountain outside splashing his face like oh, i finally An got out of there exterior water feature totally weird just putting water on his face face yeah oh disgusting yeah water. The, the water that and pigeons crap in hair the pigeon oh, in his wig the hair. um so anyways he, and while he's doing that he's hey me thinks yes oh yeah uh <laughs> schmuck uh so he uh he sees the girl enter the building Again, 68 floors, no one else is home. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes in. He goes, ah, I got to go get her. So he runs back in into the hellfire that is Intercourse Corp right. and <laughs> finds her. And she finds Robin Littlefield dead. And she goes, you, you, did you do this? And he's like, I didn't do this. This building's crazy. I got well, put he, on shoes. He I'm kinda, shoes. He kind of did. Have you seen yeah. Die Hard? He did kind of do that because he was the one who was fucking with the computer all Wait, day. I guess indirectly he... Yes. He, call, he caused he didn't that know. man's death. But he, <laughs> and he will have to live with that until mad about you. I don't you. think he cares. <laughs> he's like, hey, he got out of that building. He's like, let's do some Chinese. <laughs> so, so now he's back... So now he's back in the building with the friend, and they have to get out. And I don't know what uh, turns the friend like to believe him, but they go into pretty much the second half of the movie, Elevator Shaft. Oh, God. So Elevator Shaft, meaning die hard. Okay, that there, Elevator Shaft was huge. It was the whole it, building. It was the it was the whole building. It was it was ridiculous. It was giant. There is no no Elevator Shaft is that big. No shit. They they were in there. For 35 minutes. It yeah, was like, absolutely. It was like watching Lifeboat in an elevator. There they are... were just sitting there talking and singing. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we try this. Oh, no, that didn't work. Back in the elevator. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's like when I was a kid, I did this or whatever. Oh, let's try this. 
back in the elevator. Yeah. Die hard. That <laughs> John McClane is in the elevator shaft so many times in that movie. And when he, Paul Reiser McClane falls down the uh, the vent shafts, going through a bunch of, and grabs onto the last. Well, it's literally the scenes from Die Hard. How many and nets? How many? He's nets wearing a white beater, just like John McClane. It gets all dirty, just like John McClane. How many nets did he fall through in that? It was like, like those were even like, nets. Bam, those were like weird bam, cardboard bam. octagons that he. <laughs> it just, what the it just kept was. going. It's like if this were Steven Spielberg, it would have been like a water slide that went down with it kids like, going, Whoa! holding hands, going, hey, "Can you be my daddy?" Or something like down that. Down into a Chung, you live with, with me now, or whatever. I love you. Um, so, but they, he falls through those things. And you know what? The director's sitting there going that he falls through one of those cardboard octagons in the shaft and they go, okay, that's cool. And he goes, wait a second. Where are we at? We're at 20 minutes. Okay. Let's reprint those because we need to make up some time. So he falls through like eight of those. They showed that literally like 10 times in a row. It's the same scene. It's fucking worse. And And there are no mechanical shafts. That, that go from no. the 68th floor to the second floor. No. <laughs> direct. It, no. So they, direct. No. They get out of this no. elevator shaft. No. And he, I don't know, does Paul well, Reiser. suck all the air out of the building. Is he just like, turn on that big ass fan and it goes. Just the one. Just the one just fan. Just the one fan that well, runs the that's whole why it's thing. So big. And they somehow get, so they get out of the, the third of the movie of the elevator shaft. Oh, God. And they, uh, they think they beat it. I don't remember how they, they think they beat it. But uh, they go to this computer that we referenced before, and it still says, like, you're a threat. Or what is it? It uh, some, says, which, intruder, marked for delete. Marked for delete, and they're talking about Paul Reiser again, right? Right. And Paul Reiser flips out. He's like, oh, my God, why can't cast Mama Cast just go eat that ham sandwich and die? He picks up the monitor, throws it, and it might as well have been a fucking carpet bomb. <laughs> it was a monitor. This thing hit the floor. It just exploded instantly burst into it was a monitor (laughs) it was like a napalm monitor yes it just started about to just like (laughs) there's villages on fire in this scene like it just wiped out everything that monitor was filled with gasoline (laughs) it was gas powered cash should be starting the sprinklers by now well yes vince funny you mention that and why don't i just bring it back around to the whole um concept statement of this the thesis of this podcast Mm -hmm. so if the appropriate finishes were used the toxic chemicals would not have been as daunting now also but that wasn't what was now here's another thing i gotta tell you they weren't choking on toxic chemicals they were choking on the fact that somehow she depressurized the floor so and then here's another little science fact so last time i heard Fire needs oxygen in order to burn. If there is no oxygen for the occupants to breathe, that fire would have self-extinguished. Yeah, and when they broke open that window and all that air came in, it wouldn't have just like exacerbated the I've seen Towering Inferno. I know what happens. The mannequin goes flying out. <laughs> I've seen backdraft. That would have that's a perfect backdraft moment. I don't so, even know what that so are there no <laughs> There's no like fire alarm in this building. It's like the only the only That's way That's the one thing they forgot. The only way that the the fire department knows this building is on fire is when like the top 5 floors explode yes. after like everyone's out of the the two 
protagonists are out of the building. Just the two. The and two. The, the, la- the last thing that I felt was a, another complete ripoff of uh, one of the greatest movies of, uh, ever made, Die Hard. From this, it's absolutely one of the greatest American films ever made. But um, too bad he wasn't crawling around in the in the shadows. Come on, Vince, yeah, man, give, give it. Just come out. That's probably on the director's. Have you One of the greatest movies ever. Um, the other, the other, the last thing that just like totally was a complete rip off of Die Hard was the main character, John McClane, Paul Reiser. Their their love interest in it, not so good looking. Stop. I'm just gonna say, Bonnie Bedelia, Bruce Willis would never be with Bonnie Bedelia. Really? Oh my God! What if she's? Have you seen the women Bruce has tagged in his career? Like Bonnie Bedelia was was like a moonlighting Bruce. Bonnie Bedelia looked like it wasn't even. When he's playing John like McClane of... would never be with Bonnie Bedelia. That was the only flaw what if in that she's film. Amazing. No. <laughs> Maybe she's a freak and he likes that. Right. So got the, the way she acted in this you know. in, in Die Hard. She, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, John McClane did not have a long fingernail. I'll tell you that. Oh God. Um, We're doing this again, aren't we? No. Wait, is a long fingernail for you or for them? Hey, I'm. You know. What's that? So there was a, there was a Gary Shandling <laughs> joke. There was a Gary Shandling joke where he calls up his friends in the middle of the Gary night. Gary Shandling could have been the lead in yeah, the Oh, movie. Gary Shandling would have been great. I would have loved Gary Shandling. That would have been, been hilarious. It would have been the same thing, really. He would have played it Why am so I doing better. this? I was a mathematician before I did this. Gary, I don't know. Keyboards. I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> Gary Shandling had a joke where he called up his friend in the middle of the night and he's like, I want you to say, he goes, I was, you know, I went out with this girl and I brought her home. And we were, you know, getting close. And I told her, I go, uh, one way or another, tonight a finger is going up an ass. And he said that his the girl he's with was freaked out, got all mad. And he goes, I don't know what you're so upset about. It's my finger and my ass. Anyways, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's a great joke. Did he have a long fingernail? Oh, who knows? But uh, no, no, that's that's that. The, so they, how do they they end up? They do they kill they Cass? T- they have to, a la how, they they go down into the, the mainframe. Well, thing? well, she gets stuck down there somehow, and then he goes down like thirty flights of stairs that's to right. get to the base. He kept going down, yeah. and then they're like end down. up at like Pietro's Pizza laser tag. Obstacle course. I, I said it was more like an altar. It was like an evil, was, evil computer altar. They had this total wrath of Khan through the glass hand touch moment. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I will always love you. What benefits the many? <laughs> I was freaking out. Like this is when but, Rob, my husband, comes in. And he's like, "What? What is this? Why do you guys keep watching these movies?" And then he continued to say, "He goes, it's my finger." And my ass, so what's the problem? problem? It literally has to take apart the computer, like how? It's like, I can't let you do this, you know, and the things, the things like, will I dream, you know? It's exactly like 2001 meets Die Hard. And then then she decides, oh, wait, and she she does some like self destruct thing, right? So they're like 30 seconds to self destruct, and then they're like, let's go get some Chinese. And then it goes, it's like, it's like immediately though, it's like, it's like, let's go get some Chinese. Before they even say Chinese, it goes, the credits start to roll. But it was so cold, they had icicles on their face. 
Oh, that was it. They had... It was it like was so a, cold. yeah, it was so cold in that room when they're trying to oh God, d- disable right. cast. It was so cold. They had frost. Like it was like a <laughs> like a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer yes! claymation <laughs> thing. They, it that, was so bad. That makeup was a third of the budget. It was absolutely. <laughs> They had icicles on their nose, like they were Jack Ross or something. One on his chin, like yeah. a little beard. <laughs> which, which is totally insane. Which really begs the question: Is like, what is this movie? What was this? So was this movie supposed to be funny? Was it supposed to be uh, thrilling? It, was it supposed to be innovative? Like it was a colossal what, miss, is what, what it was. was the, I mean, it what just, was this? So Vince, as the man. The man put this on the list, and I want to say you put on the list like very early in our we should watch these movies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I just I'm still trying to figure this one out. In a way, I want to thank you because my god, I've never ever heard of this movie or in Drenth in millions that this would ever be made. Let me let me explain my let me explain my process to you. Okay. Oh god. Ugh. First, oh boy. oh boy. First, I like. To I might them. need some First, soap. I like to meet them online. Oh. Right, right, right. Damn it, Vince. All of them. Damn it, just go. Just tell us. I, I don't. I think I caught like the last twenty-five minutes of this movie. So the elevator point. shaft scenes. Okay, go. Or after post elevator okay. shaft, or maybe like the last three minutes of an elevator shaft scene, and then Jack Frost, you know, whatever. And, and it's like, hey, there's something about. <laughs> There's something about an evil building or something. We should put that on the list. That's all it is. It's got a building in it. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is like one of the, but it, it does, it did kind of foreshadow what's happening now. In a little <laughs> bit of a way. Roberta, you kind of look like the Joker right now. You got that wild look in your eyes. I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> all, like I said, I, I kept writing, it keeps going, just keeps going. Oh my God, please, movie, please end. <laughs> I wrote that like four or five times. You were like, oh God, no, please. Oh God, book no. two. No, it was not. Like no, no. Vince. This movie is only, you. this movie is only like 80 minutes long. It it's like, it's not even. minutes. Felt it, like it's like forever. not even. It felt like forever, and well, all I could think was, "How in the hell am I going to spin this?" It had like for the show. It had wishbone <laughs> level special effects in it. It was like just fucking cardboard. How and dare it was like, you bring wishbone into this? It was this. like they like wishbone like is a, a shit, national shit. treasure. When he, you son there's of a, a scene where he hits the door with like a fire extinguisher, and the fire extinguisher blows up. I bet that was a mistake. <laughs> like that would just happen randomly. Well, but when he hits the doors, and he hits the door a couple different doors. Uh, the doors totally like cave in, like they're just like foam. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're like or or, 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 or balsam wood or something like that. It's just like the really crappiest of sets. And I don't know. I mean, low budget. I'm fine with low budget films. But no, I, mean, I'm totally I just really. Down with it. I'm just like this. What this, was this movie? What was this it, movie? Look, it should have been Wallace Shawn. Oh Jesus! It should have been Gary Shandling. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the elevator. This is inconceivable. What would have been more compelling? Why are you doing this to me? God, Paul Reiser's sitting there going, "He's like Seinfeld got his own show. What am I doing here?" What was would have been more compelling? Mad about you was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. What I would have liked bringing it back, which is a mistake, is to have the person who designed cast. So you would have some connection 
or an emotional connection or so, some kind of sort of like, like sort of like Tron. Because or even that. Bec- I mean, because you're right. Because Littlefield, the the Robin, yeah. the boss. He had no idea about. He just goes, "Oh yeah, it's a new system we implemented, and that's it." And it seems like he didn't. He had know no anything about it. Nope. Or he didn't. Know, he, he didn't invent nowhere. it. Right. He wasn't like. He wasn't like Elon Musk. He didn't. That's why have anything. I felt this movie. It was one of those ways when I felt the movie moved so fast. Like you're just, oh okay. There's there was no connection to yeah, this. Yeah, like, like so he should have been dragged through the like. Oh, here's the nerds who like right. Implemented there was this no. Bullshit. There was no backstory to this. Cash system. There's no like dude down in the basement oh, in a lab coat going like, oh, don't ever mesh with cash. This is my this is my masterpiece. And we never saw Paul Reiser at a gig with his wife beater on, like playing, like really getting to know <laughs> him it, and his wig and all that porn stuff. Music yeah. on the Cassio yeah. song. Do, 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 I think do, he do, would do. be drinking like, like a Kentucky bourbon. And and the <laughs> and and like the 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 no. swearing in this movie. There's only like a couple of things like they say fuck and then they say shit, but it's like it didn't need to be in there. And it's like when Paul Reiser drops the f bomb, it was like kind of eighty yard in as he was walking out the door. His back was turned. It was like get yourself a fucking chair. And it's just weird. Like, so was this for TV? Did they make this for TV? And then when it didn't get picked up for TV, they're like, let's throw some cuss words in there. Maybe we can get a direct. I don't know. It was just really yeah. a weird. What was the business plan of this film. Well, and there was, uh, when I tried to do my Google, I talked to Dr. Google. Google? Google. Um, and I asked, hey, uh, tell me a little bit about the tower from 1993. Nakatomi Plaza? And they said, oh, um, I got nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nothing. Like, they showed it on Sci-Fi Channel twice. They did? Yeah. Wow. That, that might have been where I saw it. Okay, so Man, it's just it seems like it's got that sci-fi channel oh, totally. flavor. No, to it's it. perfect for sci-fi, but it, I would have been man, I would have been shocked. I w- I would not have been shocked if they if I had read it was produced by Sci-Fi Channel because it is that level of shitty. It's like just if there was a giant CGI alligator in the basement, I, I would have been, been like, "Oh, compelling. yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, I mean, at least with Nakatomi Plaza, you met Mr. Nakatomi. You met Nakatomi. There was a little bit backstory on what's going on in the building, right? Uh, still under construction on the thirtieth floor. All the you know party gets no, but it there w- it just seemed like okay. Paul Reiser, he's this guy who works here now. And today's and his he's first an day. He's an asshole, and uh, this system runs the building, and. You didn't care about anybody in nope. this movie. If if the two main characters died, Zero. you would have just been like, and roll credits. About, I, I care nothing about this. I this is fine. I about Sally and Wilson. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but Wilson. Wilson was a, kind of a dick too, He had though. a backstory. He's like, look, I'm covering for a friend. Like, yeah. what a nice guy. Yeah, what a nice guy. Can we get into that? <laughs> Where did that gun come from? From, From Robin Letterfield or he, Littlefield. Yeah, he had he a gun. Ca- in his desk? Yeah, because he yeah. wanted him to shoot Sh- out the window. He wanted him to shoot out the sauna window so he could survive. And Paul uh. Reiser couldn't find the gun or he was going through. That was a, 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 a scene that I wanted to pull my hair out where there was like seven drawers or whatever that he had to go find this gun in. And he pulls out one, huh, two, huh, <laughs> three. Huh. I go, it's probably in the seventh drawer. He just keeps going. You're like, oh my God. God. He grabs a samurai sword. Yeah, he grabs a samurai sword. And and you're like, Robin is in the, the sauna like, no, not my sword. Oh, God, this moron. <laughs> but okay, the, the other thing that I thought was weird, taking it back to the sauna exploding, 
and then uh, Glenn Headley coming in and yes. like she, they're like looking around and she looks up and he's melted to the ceiling. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, he looked like hamburger. That's a that's a good point. There was there was actually like a handful of scenes where I go, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Yeah, I, it was poor. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So was he on the ceiling? <laughs> But when he found him after the explosion, he was on the ground and he had a face. Yeah. So I don't understand what we're even what looking happened? at. You, yeah. There were several shots like that. Just, where I'm just like, I don't even know what's going on. That was Is honest. that Paul Reiser's wig? I don't know. Paul Reiser's Well, it did wig. stay on during that that mechanical shaft scene. Yeah, it was like blowing. And it was like his hair was flat. It was like going. Yeah, the snap, <laughs> the snap broke off in the back. Uh <laughs> Like Jerry doesn't have a wig either. Uh, anyway, why is he I a big star? And I'm why? Not... why? <laughs> I'm just like him. I did write. I think I wrote a story like this in Mrs. Montague's fifth grade class. No, no one else. I didn't do. No, you didn't write I've never written when you were in the fifth grade. A fan of what? <laughs> sci-fi. It's sci-fi. It's yeah. sort of like. And then it's sort we of were like, on the scaffold. And it's sort then of like Die Hard. And I was scared to go on it. And, and Star then Trek. She was scared 2001. to go on it. And then I was like, whoa, I'm going to fall off the scaffold. Whoa. What if my boss was evil, Mr. Data? And Here's another I was thing. trapped so, in a building where the computer was mad at me. I love you, moles. Ah. <laughs> uh, even that movie was more exciting. Absolutely. Oh, this that movie was like I'd watch ten, that ten times yes. better than oh, this movie. I'd watch it over and over to this piece of not goodness. Um, <laughs> and yeah. So if this was such a secure building, I found it weird that the very his very first day, Paul Reiser pulls up and of course his clunky like uh, old cutlass. old cutlass like convertible. You know, he's just kind of like a loosey goosey dude. Not, but. Uh, he pulls up and he tries to get into the parking garage. He already has a security badge. Yes. Now so that, do they send that to you in the mail, right? Like, but that no, they wouldn't because that's maybe he it was registered. It, he tried to use it to get into the parking. Yeah, garage. But like, how did he even get it? It's his first day. But he was like, "Hey, day. come on, hey, come on, what's going on here?" Is <laughs> doing and the and the one guy's annoyingly beeping behind him. If someone was just sitting there going and eh, and eh, beeping behind me, oh my god, I would have been like, "What the? F- not working." <laughs> Back up. And there was only one guy behind him. Like, it acted like this was some big, it's a 68 floor building. Yeah, that nobody worked No there. one worked there. Nobody worked there. You pulled into building. the garage, and no one was parked the there. Lobby? Well, the lobby? Well, no one wants to work in that building with zero windows. I mean, Robin Littlehill's the only guy who's got a window to the outside. It's true. It's true. His office was like windowless. And it was. And chairless. Yes. It looked like oh. it was. That, did you see Paul Reiser try to do his little bit? He's like, uh, Robin Littlefield got... Ball Riser? Ball ra- bald Riser. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Paul, Paul Soapbox, I'm on a riser. Oh, uh, so oh, he um, he comes in and he uh, Robin Littlefield goes, take a seat. And there's no chairs in his office. There's just like weird concrete steps up to his desk. Levels. Levels. Little levels. levels. And so he, so Paul Riser kind of does like, he's like, I'm going to, let me uh, kind of like work this bit here. So he's like, oh, kind of sits weird and he kind of, and does his like, kind of touches his wig a little bit and then moves around. Then, then finally gets comfortable. And then he goes, right, come over here. See, they were trying to put this comedy in there and you're supposed to care about those people getting killed. Okay, so like, we're going to make this movie. It, the, the budget's really low, but I got this guy. He'll work for nothing, but he's really funny. I've seen his bit. 
I've seen him. I've, I've seen him do. Vince, stand-up. I know who you're talking about. Jerry Seinfeld. He already got a show. Jerry. You, we we already we can't get Jerry Seinfeld. Who Damn are you it. talking about? Oh, I was thinking, who's that guy who had his show on uh, late night? Oh, HBO. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, uh, Sanders. Yeah, Shandling. Shandling. Shand- we, we 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 can't get Shandling. Who else can can we get? Oh 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 oh. Who was the guy? Who was the guy from The Princess Bride? He was always like, it's unconceivable. It's well, not- Sean, no, no, no. He he's too important. We need oh, somebody who guy. we oh, need someone oh. who is a Jerry Seinfeld, Gary Shandling esque kind of comedian guy. I know, I know a guy. What about- he does like a greaser bit, and he tells uh, dirty limericks. He's really funny. He's really funny. He's too unknown. We don't need. I've heard about this dice guy, but who can we get? What about the Ferris Bueller? Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick? <laughs> if you can get him, we can get more money for this movie. I saw a movie called Odd Jobs, and there was this guy in there. Oh, oh, what's his name? What about Gilbert Godfrey? Gilbert Godfrey, the duck guy. He was in Beverly Hills Cop too. We haven't really seen him in anything recently. It's the building! It's trying to kill me! (laughs) You don't understand! My security card! (laughs) My security card is causing all the problems! (laughs) Mr. Wilson! (laughs) Don't you see? I got rubber balls and a bottle of liquor. Rubber balls and liquor. Um, I guess we would say the invisible architect <laughs> the, for the tower. <laughs> would you recommend, would you hire this design professional? Why, no. Why not? No, I would definitely not hire it because as I said in the beginning of this podcast, worst user experience ever. I think <laughs> in the history of buildings, this is probably the worst user experience you could possibly design. I mean, even on just an architectural level, take the computer out of it, walking into the building and you got to talk to this dickhead security guard who doesn't want to talk to you, who's like, I'm Mr. Efficiency. Why are you bothering me? That, that's a, that's an HR hiring decision. So, it has like, nothing to do but, with that. But I mean, so let me the thing is something. you can't get on the elevator and go to your office right. without talking Correct. to, to well, the well, dick wait, wait, wait. head. So you're telling me coming into a building, the first thing you see is the security desk that you have to check in in order to get up to the office. And once you get to that office, there's no reception desk to tell you where to go. Is this, is this, have you had any experience with that scenario? I have no idea. No, no idea. I'm yeah, just, I've never, I'm I've never. Say, I'm observing from what I saw in the movie. Oh, right. right. Absolutely. I think, absolutely. I think <laughs> you can take that as a yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's a no. That's a no. I would not hire this person. Jeff? No, I would not hire. The the building was ugly, and it was not user uh, friendly. Um, And ugly is a uh, technical term. Uh, It it is ugly, and it wasn't user friendly. Picking up on so much of the language. Oh, absolutely. The lingo. uh, Just check it out in the TOC. Um, Mm, mm, The uh, and every floor looked the same, so the interior design was off, awful. The wayfinding was very bad. Yep. The signage was 
hard to see, like when we talk about wayfinding or even, you know, how do you get out of a building safely? So in the event of emergencies where Cass has turned off the sprinkler system, you have to be able to didn't, have. Didn't he even say like, where's the goddamn stairs at some point? Where's the goddamn stairs? Yep. He should have been or able the, to instinctually find those stairs. Um, the lighting was shitty for sure. It was like, the, it was just dark. Interior offices with no windows. And granted, mm-hmm. um, the early 90s, they were just packing them in, especially when you're looking at programming. Like I demoed a whole lot of spaces where it was just this rat maze of offices like Microsoft. Everybody got their own office, whether it was interior or along the glass. I've, I've done lots and lots yeah. of high tech companies, and it's always like like an eight by eight office Oof. with a little tiny desk it's in miserable. it. And people just go in there and yeah. like never see or sometimes the you sun got, or anybody else all day. You, you right. got a little like special, like ooh, got a, something called a relight, which is a window next to the door that supposedly gives you a connection to the outside. I don't think they like those though. Cause I don't want people like, right. or someone might see the code, my special my code. That I was yeah. Thinking. And that I have a lot of lotion next to my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you have dry skin, right? Right, because, yeah, you totally dry out when you're typing away. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, and we've proven, it's been proven that people are more productive and have, um, I, would, I wouldn't call it like happier. I'll just say more satisfied at work when they have the connection to the outside and you're playing up to the circadian rhythms. That's mm. right. I said it. Uh, so you can Ooh. see like, you know, the t- t- changes in the day. So you don't feel like completely despondent when you leave your probably makes you happier when you sit next to people, too, as opposed to being like stuck way in a corner or some crazy private office with no windows. That is correct. So like when you take your employees and you isolate them, Mm. when you when Mm. you put them far away from the people, the other people that they work with in the office, Mm. probably Mm -hmm. probably creates a problem. Well, thank you for asking. No, I wouldn't recommend or hire this design professional. I mean, if you look at that atrium, there's so much wasted space. I'm still trying to figure out how the offices even lay out in the building because they've dedicated so much space to the elevator shaft and the mechanical shaft it, and this huge-ass atrium. It mm-hmm. seemed like there were more windows on the inside of that atrium than on the outside yeah, of the building. so it almost seemed physically the, impossible that the, the outside Paul of the building Reiser looked like was it was made out of atrium. Closet. I hardly <laughs> knew them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, atriums, yes... While very nice, I think that's more. Hey, Jim! There's, there's. Hey, Jim! Do you think he's available? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, I would love Sylvester Stallone in this role. Sylvester, so Sylvester Stallone was considered for Die Hard. Oh, oh. man, turn it down. Holy the, shit. The building's trying well, to kill me. Well, as I said, Vince, I was so angry watching this movie. I did not author Alive or Dead. So, oh, mm-hmm. shucks. All I could say at this point is, if you have any comments, questions, would you want to send some hate mail to Vince because you actually took the time to watch The Tower? Email us. Don't watch this movie. Info at starkitectspodcast.com. That's info at starkitectspodcast.com. You can also visit us on our website, www.starkitectspodcast.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're um, at our jobs, nine to five. But, I mean, if you need me to come over with a baked CD, I'll do it. I mean, I'm actually a pretty good cook. And Vince is just stellar when you have the words olive oil or uh, prosciutto. Jesus. <laughs> In, in, racist. in your what? so racist, it just slides right. Yeah, off. it does. Yeah, it's grease. Anyway, that's it. That's it, guys. That's all I got. Roll credits. Text the right. podcast. 
Starkitex is a Penzac production. Executive producers, Roberta Pennington and Jeff Walensky. Logo by Joelle Walensky. Music by Better Is The Enemy. Your reviewers today were Vince Scalia, Jeff Walensky, and Roberta Pennington. Opinions of the show are solely those of the reviewers and not intended to be followed as professional advice or service. Follow Starkitex the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website, starkitexpodcast.com. Me, I'm Eliza Lopez, and I'm done.